Welcome to the Fully Engaged Fitness Podcast, where you'll be hearing from the top fitness experts from the engaged personal training community of businesses. These include client interviews and success stories, insights and tips from our top fitness experts, and the unique approach that we bring to our clients that have helped transform thousands of lives over the last 10 years in business. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast so that you can be the first one in the know. Now let's get into this episode. What is going on, guys? This is Coach Katie from Engage Malvern coming at you with a super special podcast episode. I am here with the first ever member of Engage Malvern. She is known around the gym as Mama B. She is none other than my own mom, and she's here to talk to us about her experience at Engage thus far. So without further ado, hello, Mom, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Well, hello, Katie, and I'm very happy to be here. Weird hearing you say Katie. <laughs> it's so formal. Can I disclose the nickname? You can disclose. I said it to our class this morning. You can feel free to disclose. All right. For all of our engaged members, feel free to call Katie Pook. There it is. That's there it is. P-O-O-K. The real nickname, the name that everyone knows me by. So, like I said, it's been almost a year now. You're our first member. Yes. What were you doing before you signed up June 6th? of last year fitness wise? Not much. Um, We did a lot of, as I called it, functional fitness, which is a thing. So lots of gardening and walking, but nothing um, formalized in the gym. Um, As you know, I've tried and failed many times over the years with uh, different concepts that didn't quite work for me. Um, I did bar right 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 um which was great on its own but i for me personally i am not one that will make time to go so if it's like oh i need to go to the gym i'll go tomorrow well it's not going to happen unless it's actually scheduled yeah so it doesn't matter that i can choose a class to go to and there's 10 of them Mm -hmm. there's no reason why I couldn't choose one of them but when it's me making the choice week to week I'm not going to do it and I've proven that time and time again or if it's just a general gym like a planet fitness thing where you're paying for the month and go whenever you want well it's never yeah and then the guilt sets in and then it's like okay well I haven't gone for a week so I won't go for two weeks and what's another month and there you have the whole fitness journey but um and I think that's why this format resonates better for me yeah both in the like okay this is my set time I'm taking it away from somebody else yes and um so that's like that pressure there of not screwing somebody else because there's only so many options and there's only maximum of seven spots so don't want to be that person um and it keeps me more on track yeah because I know it's my time it's every week it's now up to three times a week which I'm excited to finally do and uh it really resonated with me for being able to was where you were at before, did you have to schedule ahead or was it just whenever you wanted to? There were, there were set classes that you had to sign up for. Okay. But there's some reason that's a difference to it me. It just didn't click in your it brain. It just didn't click in my brain that, okay, you're, you're going to schedule for yourself 
that 10 o'clock on a, um, Thursday is going to be your time to go do yoga, whatever. Yeah. Because it wasn't necessarily every week. So I would very easily say, oh, well, you know, I really should, that's a better time for me to grocery shop or yeah. you know, I've got a whatever appointment. I would make an excuse. It was very easy for me to make an excuse not to go versus signing up for a month at a time for a set schedule uh -huh. that can be tweaked if I needed to. Yeah. Because um, things like, you know, life happens and things come up. So thankfully you can make some adjustments um, and engage as well. But I don't know, it's just different. Yeah. It's just different. I, and I think it partly is it's such a small group. Yes. And people are always clamoring for, you know, different time slots. So like yeah, to see who's in the other classes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. So that opportunity of like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm now I'm here on a Friday morning. I've never been on a Friday before. Yeah. I know. So that, that's really been fun too. It's been crazy. And um, when you joined, there was 50 of us. It was 4.30 p.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays, I yeah. think. Um, and some days it was just you and Aunt Deb, yep. who was with us last summer. And now your mornings, and something that we talk about all the time is the scheduling and how it's worked in your life. And your life has changed drastically in terms mm -hmm. of what you do in a day-to-day -day since last June and now. Um, but I definitely want to talk about that part of your fitness journey in the sense of, does it feel like it's something you have to force in? Is it something that you feel just fits right into your day? How has it kind of worked for you from up front when we began in that time frame until where it is now? It's great that we have the flexibility um, at Engage, you know, having the different time slot options. Considering a year ago, different job scenario, and it was wonderful to be able to finish at four, be able to easily get to the gym for the 4.30 class. Mm -hmm. Since I'm an early bird person, I could have done the 5.30 in the morning one, but as my daughter, you rightfully said <laughs> to me, no, just extend your me time rather than taking away from your early morning hour, just tack that hour on at the end of the day. And that was a great win on my end um, and great suggestion on your end. But um, then to transition to a totally different work schedule now 11 months later to be able to then transition to a nine in the morning one and i'm able to fit it very easily into my new work schedule um and even adding on the third day that i just went to a month or so ago on saturday mornings um has been great so it doesn't it doesn't feel challenging at all and maybe that's more my stage in life mm -hmm. um with you guys all being older and yeah and out on your own stuff and me mentally wanting to put my own mm -hmm. health not, that's <laughs> not a priority but it's your just, you time yeah. yeah just having more time um and i guess less responsibilities relative to you guys and your schedules to be able to put my own health journey as as a priority yeah um, so i don't feel like i'm taking away from anybody else in order to achieve my own goals but you know there's some gym members that i know it's harder for them with 
young kids or whatever and things come up but yeah there's also the flexibility so you yeah know, that they can switch a class if, if something comes up they have to or it's spring break or whatever so it seems from talking to other people that it just seems to work a lot for a lot of different people in different stages of life so yeah is there anything and this is not something that I, I was thinking of asking but as you were talking looking back at it if you I was to be the age of some of the kids of the other members. Is there anything that you would say to them in terms of like how to make it work in based off of how you've done all the different times? Like if someone has young kids, do you have any introspect to like how they could make it work in their schedule having done it through different stages of life and stuff? I think that's why I wasn't able to do it at other stages in life. Yeah. Because like the class I might like would be at a time that just didn't work because of the kids. Like, yeah. you know, getting kids on the buses, you just mornings are crazy. Yeah. So would that have made you a 5:30 AM or do you think? Probably. Yeah. 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 And a lot, I mean, it's, it's so hard for everybody, but I, I, cause you don't know what, you know, someone has to watch other kids or, you know, can't just leave them home sleeping. Yeah. But, um, so depending on the balance in the, in the particular households, but I think, the number of time slots pre-work that post you know going school drop off yeah school drop off and then afternoons and early evening i think there's a little something for everybody yeah regardless of what stage they're in yeah that that's appealing yeah your class does have a couple of the like school drop off type things yeah and you guys have the time of your life at 9 a.m it's great to see It's great to hear everyone chatting along as you work hard, um, which I kind of want to transition to bragging about everything that you've accomplished in the last year. It's been incredible to see, and we obviously get to talk about it all the time, which is super fun for me. And me. And seeing all the different types of progress. I mean, there's the measurables. I think you're someone who likes the objectiveness of the in-body. It's something where we can kind of remove the emotions from it to a degree. It's hard for anybody to completely remove the emotions from numbers. Um, but looking at it to track and then we have the strength and we have everything like that. Um, so we're going to take it back to day one to now and just talk about it. We have your in-body in front of us because you've made incredible progress. But l- let's talk strength first. So when we opened, I guess you used the pink kettlebell. I, I probably very quickly jumped you up to the blue, which went yes. 18 to 26 pounds. And what did you do on your most recent test week? For my squat, I did 85. With the bar? With the bar. Yes. What did you do for deadlifts? Deadlifts, I went up to 140 with the trap bar. Did you ever think you would do that? No. How many reps did you do again? I forget. That. I think it was like 11? Yeah. Something was, around 11. It was around 11. Yeah. yeah. What, what has this year of strength gains felt like for you? Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> You're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially you know, unique for me because I watched you in your fitness journey and different stages of different interest in competitive weightlifting and things like mm-hmm. that. So seeing you do those, as we say in the family, picking up everything <laughs> and putting, putting them, them back down. down, and now to be, I'm certainly not and will never be at your level, but um, just like graduating if you will to mm-hmm. like using the different bars and stuff or even just the the next size up you know and it 
certainly helps having you there to encourage and be like, don't you want to be you? <laughs> don't you <laughs> want to pick up that one? <laughs> yes, pick up that one. You know, you're, you're, you're past that now. So, um, do you think the motivation of like knowing that you can go from kettlebells to like the barbell, is that something that sparks in you? It sparks in everybody. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know if it's, I only see our classes, but gosh, this week, especially yeah, we were all like, Come on, just go to <laughs> Just try it. Just try the bar. Try those pull-ups with the, the banded yeah. chin-ups. And, you know, so many people were doing both the barbell and the trap bar yeah. this week. It was just, and, and we're all just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. And it, that's, yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. I think that's something that's cool to see, too, from your perspective, is that you've seen everyone else's progress too. Yeah. There's people that you started with on day one or who quickly joined in in July. And now you're all getting to do test week together and see yeah. each other's progress and stuff. And it's not, it's, it's so refreshing, especially at, you know. Um, Say I'm it. Well in my fifties. Um, Happy belated 57th birthday. <laughs> thanks for sliding that in there. Um, no, but like we just, you don't need the, the crazy BS of mm-hmm. some places like there's personal competition like mm-hmm. you want yourself to achieve and so but to have the camaraderie of others in your class and who are sincerely mm-hmm. cheering you on and it doesn't matter what the number is mm-hmm. it's about the progress and that just you know there's high fives and yeah high fives and just lots of yelling just yeah just go for it. Come on, you can do it. I mean, that's, and that's amongst us and not, you get it from the trainers. Yeah. But it's between you guys too. It's between us too. And that's yeah. pretty cool. And I think that's why when people get annoyed of how much I'm yelling, it's like, how do you expect me not to yell when you guys are cheering for each I other? Know. I have to join in. I know. It just is incredible. Um, I'm going to, I want to get back to more of the results stuff in the in body, but you kind of just touched on not wanting the BS of another place where there's people like pitted against each other or it's not that camaraderie feeling. And we talk all the time about comfortability in the gym, going into a place and knowing that you'll be in a safe place for you. And I think it's expected. We talk about genetics and the way your arms look and people comment on your arms all the time and think that you'd walk into a gym and feel at home just because of the way that your arms look. Yeah. Is that the case at all? No, but I think that's, um, I, it, there's a little bit of awkwardness because our genetics, which is a lot of muscle definition, mm-hmm. um, does not, in my case, equate to upper body strength. Mm-hmm. I've got, we've got, <laughs> we, <laughs> I um, have better lower body strength and mm-hmm. I've made more progress lower body than I have upper body, but my upper body just responds better to yeah. To the workouts, but um, but you know that it doesn't lead to any insecurities or anything. But I think the environment overall, because of the approach to the workouts, like it's it's not an intimidating yeah. environment because there's you know we've got one particular female member who you know, she's twenty five years younger than me, but so she, strong is so crazy strong and you know and you're cheering her on her thing and you're like okay there's no way i will ever be yeah. ever to, to like it doesn't matter what i could 
lift seven days a week and never achieve what she's achieving. But mm-hmm. you're just happy that she's achieving it. But as a group, we're all looking at that going, yeah, good for her, not something I'm going to be able to do, but we're all in working out together at the same time. Yeah, which so is so cool to see. You're doing the same exercise, and there's somebody who's 30, and there's somebody who's 50, and there's somebody who's 70, all doing the same movement. Yeah. But all at their right thing, and that's, you don't get that anywhere. Yeah. You just don't. And you get, you walk around going, Mom, why can't you <laughs> yeah. do this? Like, tuck your hip. Like, you're getting the individualized tweaking, which yeah. I need more than I should. But, yeah. Um, you just don't get that. So it's... it's. Do you think you would have gym intimidation walking into, like, a commercial gym and trying to do a workout on your own? Completely. Yeah. Number one, because I don't like a big environment like mm-hmm. that. It's very distracting to me. And I think, like many things, people pretend they know what they're doing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of mistakes happening, both in instruction, probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think they're necessarily the best level of instructors there. And they can't possibly service that many people. Yeah. And if they are doing specialized training, it's not in front of everybody else mm-hmm. because they want you to pay for it. Yeah. So, um, so you're really at risk more there of doing something incorrectly. I mean, I've been doing some things for months now and I'm still needing to be tweaked or, yeah. or I'm just, I don't know, I'm not feeling as strong that morning because I haven't eaten enough breakfast, which yeah. often happens. And, and I'm just like, oh, I can't quite get there. And it's like, well, partly it's your form. Yeah. So tuck this and like, oh, okay. Then that's much better. Yeah. Um, and you've come such a long way in terms of like the movements being kind of second nature at this point. So it's, I feel like a lot of people go that path that you did where it's, you get the fitness locked in and then nutrition comes in next and then maybe tracking some of the smaller things after mm-hmm. that. You touched on that you still struggle with some of the nutrition things. I'd say it was probably what, winter when you really started taking into account the nutrition stuff and we were looking at protein and everything Mm -hmm. is that probably when it was yeah there was a combination of of going to the conference and kind of hearing about a lot of yeah the the best year ever conference biohacks um so there was that and um devin had interviewed um stacy sims yep so that generated a ton of conversations about protein and just our age group with Perry and post and menopausal women and and I just there's just not enough information out there for our age group and there's a lot of misinformation out there and everyone is like okay you just gotta you just gotta run more and you just gotta you know walk more and do more cardio and it's like okay well nothing's changing been doing that (laughs) nothing's changing and then you hear and hear from you and from Devin and from Stacey Sims and everybody it's like okay not in your age group you you gotta look over here you gotta be doing this you gotta do more strength training and and then and eating more protein and then you start doing it it's like okay things are starting to move starting starting to tighten up and the numbers are changing and so in 11 months I finally am like yay doing it gotten getting getting some some changes am I 100% where I want to be no but I'm well on the path and now I feel like I have better tools to do it 
Yeah. Like one of my favorite biohacks is, well, I've always had the Fitbit, but I've never really, I've just used it basically as a walking tracker. Um, I know it has some other things that I don't really get into. Maybe I'll look at my sleep pattern, but I know sleep is so important to, to the whole health journey in general. Um, so from the conference and, and from you telling me about it, I got the aura ring, mm-hmm. which and another friend had purchased it too. Um, and it just gives you different information. Mm-hmm. And I really like the information it gives you because it, it helps me better um, track knowing what else is going on in my life. So yeah. I know I've had a lousy night's sleep. Which is frequent. Which is frequent. Um, and it gives me my readiness score and which will be lousy or because it's tracking your recovery it wants you, you know, it knows you, it wants you to be active, but it also recognizes like you got to give your body time to recover yeah. through proper sleep. And there's so many factors going into that and the ring system kind of, um, the aura ring system, uh, identifies with that. So it allows you to put tags in. So, mm-hmm. When I have that second glass of Prosecco, it kind of, it elevates my heart rate, uh-huh. which is what happened last Yeah. Week, and I don't recover well. So even though I got a good quantity of mm-hmm. sleep, my heart rate was elevated, so my body didn't really recover mm-hmm. enough overnight, according to the ring. Yeah. Um, and I did feel a little sluggish this morning. Um so it said, you know, maybe you want to take it easy on exercise today or just pay attention, pay more attention to what you're doing. Yeah. So I like those little... Do you find yourself paying more attention? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, so then maybe I'll, I'll like take a nap if I can and just, or rest or just sit and read and not like be constantly running around all day. And it tracks that too. It'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, we noticed you gave yourself 10 minutes to recover. Good job. And it, it, it changes your score. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not totally fixated on looking at it every 10 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what should I do now? What should I do now? But um, it's, it's very interesting to see your trends and to see what truly is changing um, and monitoring your activity and from strength training to walking to gardening to whatever you can add all those little activity yeah. things so is there anything and the, <laughs> I know the readiness score is like the big thing is that pretty much the major number that you look at or do you look at other I look at the heart rate too yeah um, important indicator yeah stuff. and um I look less at like I don't look at my steps on that but mm-hmm. they have like an active calorie burn too for activity so you can adjust that we just adjusted that the other day because um Moving around a lot. Moving around a lot. So why not up my goal there? Because um, I'm lifting big things. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoy that part of it. What um, do you think is like a big goal for you right now? Lifting heavier things. Lifting heavier things. Um, what did we write on your magnet? Oh god. I can't remember. I, remember. I think that it was, was a, a, like a 150 deadlift yeah. or something like that on next test week. Yeah. I. Back to the lack of upper body strength. Can't do push-ups. And you've known this about me. And uh-huh. 
my well you couldn't couldn't change that couldn't do couldn't push-ups. do any but i'm up to a whopping seven no it was six it was six okay <laughs> well you did seven in total seven. on easter between True. two sets which True. is seven more than you had done but i did six straight the other day heck yeah so now this is just a separate personal goal of you know i want to easily do more than 10 like heck yeah soon heck because yeah. i could not even do any it was a struggle that was a really fast change though yeah and it shouldn't like i feel like i should be able to do that like in my head i can do that but god i'm 57 and it's just it is just harder because i just haven't used those muscles or i just yeah i feel like i've been active you know in doing other things but there's certain muscles that i'm just like wow why is yeah can i engage with those yeah We have that conversation in the gym a lot in different ways. One of like push-ups and pull-ups being extremely difficult because it's body weight and it's gravity and gravity's always there. And then the other side of it that we kind of like to deep dive into is the fact that when you're younger, you're always taught to do the girl version of it. Like you do the girl push-ups, you do the push-ups on your knees, and then you just stop doing them because you did them for presidential tests and you were just given the easy way out, quote-unquote, and then you just don't do them. And then it's a skill at that point. So whether you have... The strength or not, you're not doing it in that specific motion, which then makes it difficult. Uh-huh. But I find it so interesting because so many people get caught up on it. Like you feel like you should do it, yeah. But you didn't train it for however many years, however many Decades. years of your body versus gravity, and yeah. gravity's gonna win until you get that strength up. Which, like I just said, it was such a quick. I can't remember when the workout was, but it was within the last couple months where we did slow on the way down drop to your knees and then press up and then all of a sudden you were repping him out on Easter morning yeah yeah which was just out of nowhere it was so awesome and I gotta keep that going yeah we love goals like that we love goals um so kind of on the same track slightly different what has been your favorite and maybe this is gonna be the same answer I don't I'm not sure what you're gonna say about this one your favorite non-physical related to your body appearance win or success since joining the gym i would have to say is just overall strength Mm -hmm. like i legit feel so much stronger than i did i feel tighter Mm -hmm. and stronger and just more capable Mm -hmm. like i remember talking to one of the other girls it's like you know you you go into um a store and you know i was i was shopping for a container the other day and so one of the workers was saying you know oh, do you need help with that I'm like no nope, I got it you got yeah, it I got it and so just to be able to lift things move things all that is I know it's part of the goal of, mm-hmm. of the gym but it's something it's just so noticeably different and to be able to drop down on the floor and do knock out a few push-ups when yeah. you get challenged by your family um, in terms of like out of gym <laughs> Capability, which I know it's not necessarily something that you have to do often, but I mean, your primary job right now is a caretaker, mm-hmm. so you do have to move around a human who doesn't want to move sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Aunt Patty. Has, <laughs> has that helped? Like, do you think that, because I know a lot of people who are nurses or occupational therapists or whatever, they make that comment of moving humans and yes. the importance of that. Have you noticed any of that? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, just in having the confidence to know I can catch her or study her or support her when necessary and 
the couple of times that I've had to, you know, physically help her get from point A to point B, it's, you know, don't think I would have been able to do so. Yeah. Um, a year ago. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Big muscles to help out Aunt Pay. You know. Um, final question, I guess, is what we'll go with. If people want to know, what is it like to have your daughter as a personal trainer? Me, yelling at you. Pook, yelling at <laughs> Mama B. Um, hard to explain because it's just the coolest thing. Like how many parents get to not just be the fly on the wall, but actually be there witnessing their kid's passion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no crying allowed on this no podcast. No crying on this podcast. Um, because I've, I've watched you in this field and studying it and living it and now being able to apply it, especially to... Um, people my age, mm-hmm. you know, other moms who, you know, come over and just gush about you without me even asking. And, you know, but that's just the cherry on top. The rest of it is just really just being involved and seeing you be you. And and then getting to talk about protein at all hours of the day. All hours of the day. <laughs> Coming up my, with new recipes. My personal... Um, little library for uh, every possible topic relating to fitness and nutrition and brain function and (laughs) geeking out with you. We go deep on TED Talks. Yes, we do. What's been your favorite protein recipe since our dive into protein that you've made? The banana bread's pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, I think tweaking the family banana bread recipe is number one because consistency-wise, it tastes more like a traditional baked good. Yeah. Um... There's been, and, and it's like anything we can come up with with cottage cheese these days. Yeah, literally. We do one at lunch today. So, you know, that was thanks, Natalie. Yeah, thanks, Natalie, for <laughs> what cottage cheese. Vanilla Greek yogurt and fresh blueberries. Just mush it all around and delicious. All that protein in there. All that protein. That's incredible. Yeah. It really, I mean, it's the secret sauce. We talked about it, and I think the difference that you obviously were making really good progress since day one until December and then December, January hit and you really dialed everything in. It was like, boom. Yeah, but I wasn't really focused. Well, the strong 30 certainly helped. And that's another great thing about Engage is just having these little levels of commitment things, um, challenges along the way beyond just test week. Um, And the strong 30 just made me focus on the fact that, yes, I do not drink water, but I'm doing much better now. I haven't gone back to zero. It's hard to get 64, but I was doing it for 30 days pretty much every day. And um, so now I'm like easily 48-ish, which is still better than the zero I was doing before. But just, you know, tracking the amount of protein that I should be eating and was woefully not doing it before. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. The things you just don't think have that much of an impact. And then it's like, oh my God. And it makes such, such a difference. And I've, yeah, definitely made better uh, progress with focusing on that stuff. Yeah. More. So thank you on all that. (laughs) No, thank you. You've done incredible. You really have done incredible over the last year. Um, It's been awesome on my, to answer the other side of the question, it's awesome on my side to be like, yeah, that's my mom. That's my mom ripping out those pull-ups over there. Um... 
it's fun having you in class and then yeah when people don't know that you're my mom and then I yell mom and everyone's looking at me like I have five heads because I'm just yelling it out um makes it really fun as well mama over there (laughs) it is fun um thanks that's all I got uh what's for dinner tonight just kidding um thank (laughs) you (laughs) thank you for being on the podcast and my pleasure hopefully everyone gets to uh enjoy your progress over the last year because I know we all witness it in the gym and hopefully now the others get to hear about it and then we all can party with Mama Beeson. Gotta love it. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs>